what's going on guys how's everybody doing good how are you not too bad well, welcome to our rocket x society call number two i uh, hope you guys enjoyed last week um i know we wanted to jump on a little bit sooner rather you normally we're we're not going to we're going to spread these classes out a little bit more uh but there's a lot of stuff that we got to get implemented right and there's a lot of a lot of information i really wanted to, to kind of cover with you guys and make sure you guys get up to speed quickly and and we can kind of get going in the direction we want to go uh, I know last week we talked a little bit about obviously some financial stuff, but also a little bit about uh, culture and KPIs and and things that we can do to to, to move the needle as far as bonus plans and bonus structure. Uh, I hope that class helped you guys. Like I said, if you guys need, do need access to that last class, if you missed it, we can get you guys a recording of it so you can watch it again. Um, but today I wanted to kind of talk to uh, the other part, and we're probably the most important part of any business, right, is 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 marketing and understanding how do we attract customers? You know, what are customers feeling when they see our brand? What are they thinking when, when we talk about absolute airflow or when I talk about whatever business you're in? What is that customer feeling, right? How do they find you? What What's the feeling they get when they come to you? What's your website telling them when you guys come look at it and things along those lines? So I brought in our marketing expert. So this is my business partner over at Rocket X Marketing. He's been he's been in the digital marketing space for a really long period of time, uh, working on everything from websites, SEO, social media, how to build out funnels, how to how to how to create uh, turn a customer's database, you know, where there might be a cold database. How do I turn them hot and everything in between? Uh, Tom, welcome, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Pleasure to be here, dude. You forgot automation expert and automation That's expert, right? So, like one of the big things with That's where I hang my hat. Any, any business that I'm part of, right? Like we, we talk about automation and we talk about the importance of it and, and how do we, how do we implement as much automation as possible to, to cut down human error, right? Because it's too, we get too busy. We forget about things. We don't follow up with its customers. And then all of a sudden, you know, they might've been doing business with us, but because we forgot about it and didn't get back to them, it could only be something as simple as a text message that says, Hey, by the way, I'm just following up with you and see how you went that can move that needle and push it forward. Uh, so that's one of the things that Tom is an expert in. Um, he's worked everything from, you know, obviously home service space to e-com and everything in between as far as digital marketing. So, you know, he can kind of, you know, get you up to speed. Uh, does anybody have any like outstanding marketing questions? And you guys can either, you know, oh, unmute yourselves or ask in the in the comment section. Um, if there's anything in particular that you guys have questions on as far as marketing, let us know. But what I am going to do is I'm going to let Tom kind of talk a little bit about what he does and kind of the strategies that we use in the markets that we go into to get new customers, attract them, and then obviously retain them and, and get them to become buying customers. So Tom, I'll let you speak a little bit. I'm going to mute myself for a second. Okay. Well, um, thank you everybody for giving me some of your time to talk this morning or this morning, this evening. Um, the, the thing I really want to kind of get across first and, and hopefully we can get a little bit of this going in the chat, Vic is, um, you know, why are you something to think about? Why are you doing the marketing that you're currently doing? And the reason I ask that is there's often a, a, a an overemphasis on certain areas of marketing based on what this guy's doing or that guy's doing or what this other marketer told you was the most important thing. And the next marketer told you another thing and the next marketer told you. So, you know, just to start as a place that maybe we can reference, if you guys would share um, you know, why are you where you are when it comes to marketing? And so I'll leave that aside for a second um, and get back to what Vic was asking. And so <clears throat> what I, you know, I'm, I'm a lot like Vic and that's why we connected. 
the first thing that we connected on was like our, our, our joy that we get from helping other people and seeing other people succeed. And so I've been all over the place. I'm a former Marine. I worked in uh, process engineering for 10 years uh, for the government. Uh, I was a software developer when I was 16. And so like all these things kind of came together <clears throat> and I, I sort of found purpose in helping people through um, tech. And so um, I'm allowed in this space to use my, my engineering background, my engineering mind to develop these automations that can help people. And it started with that. And then obviously um, you have to have leads to manage to do some sort of automation with. So it was an area that I started focusing when I got into e-commerce. Um, but what I do that I think is a little bit different than most people is I take the time to understand their business, how it got there, why it's running the way it's running, which is why I led with a why question. But I want to know what what is wh why you are where you are. Because if I don't understand that, I can't literally look at your ad, your past ads, if you don't have past ads. So I can't I can't look at your current makeup if you're not really familiar with what your processes are. So where I where I really put a lot of emphasis is on documenting your processes and that then enables you to really see where the areas of opportunity are. And the typical process of that, you know, we talked about this the other day Vic like you know if 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 you were starting from scratch like you were starting from beginning, right? What was the first thing you said you would start doing? You remember that? You're on mute. So the first thing, if I was to start over? Yeah. Like first thing you would do, you got a new company. How are you going to start getting leads? I mean, obviously first you got to use you know, people, the connections you have, right? So I would start with connections of people that I already know and let them know. I let's, say, let's say you don't know anybody. I don't know. Anybody, the, first, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get onto social media, right? So yep. social media is going to be the lowest barrier to entry. Um, you know, and the way I started my business was, I texted everybody on my phone and the next thing I did, I got into the next door app and I started getting into social media, Facebook groups and community groups where it didn't cost me money. Right. It just cost me my time and energy. Right. And, and obviously that's a BNI groups, but yeah, social media is going to be the biggest, easiest, low hanging fruit uh, to be able to get your name out there. And I would kind of call that more or less establishing a foundation. Right. So you have somewhere to lean on. People can look at you. That's a, a good way to start. But I would say that the very, very next step, if not first, would be to start running ads. Uh, it's a natural progression in the process of marketing is to create revenue from which to reinvest in your business, grow your business, or you know whatever it is that you want to do. Um, once you start generating that revenue, you need obviously something to do with it. That's where your CRMs come in. There's a ton of different ones. They all serve different purposes. Some are better than others. Uh, but the the most important thing I think is with the CRM is how well you use it and how good your automations are. Leaving that where it is for now, you do that so that you can make more out of the leads that you're getting. You're 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 essentially scaling up the business that you that you have with those automations to handle work a workload that you couldn't previously handle, which means you're scaling up a little bit more, right? And then math after that and you've got all these people moving you might say okay now it's time for me to get that really shiny website that thing where everybody's going to go and hit and that's going to make a lot of sense 
And then once you have a shiny website, naturally the progression would be, all right, well, let's invest long-term SEO, do those sorts of things. Now that's not to say that you can't compress time by doing all those things, you know, very quickly in chronological order. Um, but there is a progression to it and it's important not to skip steps. And I think the progression too, right, is, is you got to get some money, right? So a lot of people, they go and they, they want to go build a website. I'm going to drop, you know, 10 grand on a website that I want to do, you know, I want to do all this stuff. And it's like, dude, you got to do things that are going to drive revenue, right? How do I get revenue? How do I get my gross profit event, right? So a gross profit event is a sale, right? So that's when I'm going to create gross profit. Your highest gross profit event is going to be, is going to be a system replacement, right? So if I sell a $10,000 system replacement, and I got a 50% gross margin. That means I got, I got $5,000 of gross profit I have right there. So that's going to be my best, my best way to get gross profit. So what happens a lot of times, guys, they go, they lead in, they want to build a website and they go get, and they get their truck wraps and they get all these things. And it's like, those things are great and you need to have them right at some point, but you got to focus first on how do I get, how do I get and attract customers, right? Like, how do I get money in the bank? And so many guys want to go get, spend all this money before they start bringing money in. And sometimes, and that, that can be a detriment to a team, to a company too, because now they spend all this money on this stuff and now they want to go spend money on ads. They don't have money to spend on ads. Like for me, we started, we started running ads pretty early with Yelp and we started running them also with, uh, with Facebook very early in my business. That's how we generated revenue. And I took all that cash, those gross profit dollars that I got, cause I didn't have the overhead. I took those, I started buying trucks and doing this and buying the websites and doing all this extra stuff but we went and got the money first. So many guys are so worried about making sure that everything looks so perfect and pretty. And, and, and they, they care more about, for me, I care more about form over fancy, right? I need to bring in money before I get fancy. And, and so many of you guys want to get fancy and then try to go bring in money, but you already spent all your money getting fancy. You don't have enough money to invest to bring more money into the business. I couldn't have said it better myself, man. I think that that is probably, you know, in the, in the time we've worked together and in my experience, um it's people are too worried about keeping up with this or that guy and you got to be where you are and the most important thing in a business is that you're generating money so it makes sense for that to be the first step you know generate the revenue make yourself the money with the money you have to fund the rest of those things um and if you do these things right you know it won't take you so long to make those next steps and graduate to those next levels but um, there's, there's, there's places where it makes sense to do things out of order. There's certain circumstances. It could be timing. It could be seasonal. It could be a variety of things, but more or less, um, that's the progression I recommend because like Vic said, like it, none of this other stuff matters unless you're making money. You could have a fancy website, but if nobody's going to it, what does it matter? You could be paying for all this SEO, but if you don't have anything to show for, a, a website and then that's kind of pointless you know but you have a lot fewer problems with your marketing budget if you're generating revenue on a regular and controllable basis and that's i think the most important thing is getting a good read on how you know when you put a dollar out how long does it take you to get more than a dollar back or how long does it take you to get that dollar back you know or how much money are you making per unit of time stuff like that those are the data points that you know, they're, they're a little further down the road and you're starting to figure all this stuff out. And that's where the technology part comes in. But that's what you've got to be kind of preparing yourself for is like, I've got to learn these things first before I get there. Otherwise, I might not make the best decisions. And that's that's where Vic and I kind of were like, you know, we see a lot of people making bad decisions, not necessarily, you know, all what we're talking about here, but 
you know, you know, even if you're no, it's a lot of these guys are startup guys, right? Or, you know, you're trying to compete with a big guy, you're trying to compete with me and marketing and spend, you're not going to be able to keep up, right? So one of the things is too, we have to figure out the best possible way to get in front of the most possible customers at the lowest possible cost to give us the highest probability of turning into money, right? Like when I first started, I couldn't go, I couldn't compete with with uh, a next gen or a service champions on Google PPC. It wasn't possible. Like I didn't have $400 to burn per lead. Like I just don't. So I had to figure out a way to get in front of customers and get get people to want to do business with me without with as little a spend as possible. Right. And everybody thinks, well, he must have started with a bunch of money. I didn't start with a bunch of money. I had no money. I don't know how to, I, I just know that I, I took the money I had and I gambled it into social media and I gambled into a couple of things and it started paying me back. Right. But I also had no choice but to, to make some, make some deals and make some shit happen. Otherwise I was going to be broke. Uh, but I think, I think if you guys are really like, Oh, what do I, where do I start with marketing? I would, I would start with the lowest cost per lead or customer acquisition level. Maybe they're not the best customers on the planet, but most of the time you guys have pretty low overhead at this point. So, you know, each sale is, is still very profitable to you, right? And as you get to scale, you want to really start dialing in those customers that are going to spend the 20, 30,000 and all that stuff. And you can get really calculated with it. But in the beginning, I got to get customers. I had to get my name out there, right? The more stickers I can put on units, the more customers' hands I can shake, the more referrals and all the other things that we can start doing. Does anybody have any any questions or like, hey, there's I'm running into this marketing issue or something like that 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 me and Tom can can answer? Uh, this is an open forum, so if you guys want to either put it in the comment section or unmute yourself, uh, obviously the more questions you guys ask, the better, so we can interact with you guys and help you guys, you know, get those answers that you might not be able to get otherwise. Anybody? I have some questions. Well, who is this? My name is Chris. I'm from uh, Taylor, Texas, near Austin. What's going on, Chris? How are you? I'm doing just fine. Um, so I was just curious. Um, you said social media. That's kind of the level I'm at, and um, okay, and kind of where I stand right now. Um, how do we know what's going to work and what's what's not working for us? Or I mean, how do we we get that out there and 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 I guess just know it's going to work. Um, well, so obviously there's there's paid advertising on Facebook and then, right. there, then there's organic traffic, right? And you can get organic traffic and and I have and I have some stuff I can share with you and some stuff that we do in our community groups and stuff like that that help me drive customers. Because for me, I want to be the the go-to. Like if I'm like if I'm you, right, Chris, and and I know you, you just got signed up and I know I think we have a call. We're doing some marketing social media stuff for you, right? Right. Yeah, we say you just got signed up with social media stuff. So obviously our paid ads are important, but there's also on paid ads too you know, on Facebook and Instagram. And how do you become the go-to company in your market? And one of the ways that I found is, is by giving, creating short form videos or any little videos, just talking about topics that, or maybe it's like, hey, in October is the best time to change your air filter and X, Y, and Z, right? And making a video of little tutorial stuff. And I put it in the community group and I say, hey, your, your local HVAC professional, here's things you should be looking out for this time of year on your HVAC system or whatever it is, right? And you start giving free tutorial stuff. And it, you know, it only takes a couple of minutes to make some of these videos. You can chop them up. Uh, if you made some videos and you sent them to us, I can get you, you know, wouldn't cost as much for to ask for us to edit them for you. And you just take those, put them in your community group and don't sell, right? Just off, just talk, talk, uh, like talk and give them knowledge, right? You give people knowledge. They start thinking you're the, they go to, you become the, you become the authority on it. 
And when you become authority, people will make decisions and buying decisions to go with you. Uh, okay. So my two cents is that you, I would, if I'm you, I would, I would build those videos. I would put a, I'd put a little ca caption in it. And I'd also put a little form for them to sign up for information. Hey, if you're in my community, you don't know how to change your air filter. We'll come do it for you. Our tune-up is only X, Y, and Z for our local, our local uh, people. And I'd put a form in there if I'm going to put their name, email address, and phone number. We reach out, we book a tune-up form, say, because you're in our neighborhood, it's only $29 or, you know, whatever the, the price you want to charge for a tune-up. And you go out there, now you just got a customer for, for little to no money. So that's that's one way that I would look at it. So you got to look at it on, on an ad spend way. So I know we're going to be doing ads for you. We're going to curate the ads. We're going to know what to run for you. That's not that's not your job. That's our job. We're going to put the ads out there. Your job is to obviously get a hold of those customers, get in front of them, and go sell them product, right? Okay. But as far as the ad copy, you don't have to come up with that stuff. But I can help you, Chris, as a client of ours and, and part of Rocket X Society. I'll help you with some ideas on things that I do in the community that helped me become the market leader and the go-to guy when someone does have things, something break down. Okay. I'd also Sounds add good. another thing. And I'm a big guy on simplicity, like uh, the simpler, the straighter guy. line, the better. Right. And um, I put this in the chat and it, it's always been really helpful. I learned it from uh, actually from uh, Andy Frisella in a social platform. Um, something to remember when you're trying to come up with this content, it's really, you know, some of us have a hard time coming up with things to talk about, so E2I, if you can remember E2I, educate, entertain, impact. Any of those are always great ideas for you to talk about, you know, and if you could just do them in that order, um, you know, a couple of times a week, educate them, like he was saying, on on what you need to be doing for maintenance, um, entertain them, you know, show that you have a sense of humor or, you know, show your guys, you know, installing and having a good time, just, you know, some form of entertainment. Um, and then impact, you know, if you're doing things in the community, talk about, you know, why that's important to you, those sorts of things. So, you know, building a brand is also letting somebody know who you are a little bit more, being a little more vulnerable allows people to relate to you. So in this case, that's just an easy thing for an easy formula to remember. Perfect. That sounds great. Cool. Greg, uh, Greg, uh, looks like you, how effective is sending postcards and calendars in today's market? We used to send all of our customers calendars like 30 years ago. Um, anytime you can get your company's name in front of, in front of customers is good. Right. And I, and I think that's an effective way. Um, you know, obviously depending on what the calendars look like, like Greg, I like you, but I wouldn't put like, you shouldn't be the center folder or anything like that, you know? I'm just, I'm just kidding. But unless you dress up, you know, I don't, I don't need you dressing up and doing some weird shit on the calendar. But if you guys can send out calendars, is good, right? Stuff where the customer is going to put it on their fridge or top of mind. You know, one, one of the, one of the things that guys make mistake on, including myself, right? Like I made, I made dog treats for when my guys go out to calls. They, they leave dog treats behind. Well, those are consumables. You never want to leave consumables. You want to leave something that they're going to reuse over and over again. So, you know, I know like in my one branch up in Pennsylvania, we leave stuff, we give stuff to animals out to the kids, right? So they got their top little teddy bear. That's our top line teddy bear. And it's something they're going to tangible. They're going to hold on to. They're going to remember. They're going to think about. Uh, and same thing. Magnets are always good, right? Calendars are good. Things like that, you know, that they can put on their fridge or whatever that's going to keep them top of mind. Yeah, that's old school marketing. It's, it's, that stuff will never change, right? It's still going to work. Now, I think that we really would just change is the method of delivery, right? Method, method of delivery. That's what I was going to say. So like, you know, before you might, you might send a postcard out, but you know, I would tell you that most postcards, they go from here and they go right here into the trash. 
right? And so you got to really think about what, what can I get in front of where the customer has to read it? When was the last time you got a text message on your phone? You didn't read it. At least the very first fucking five words, you're going to read it, right? Whether it might be like, fuck this thing or whatever, they're going to read it. And text marketing is massive. Uh, you know, obviously the, the FCC's cracked down on it a lot. So you really need to have a professional company that understands how to do it because otherwise you're going to find yourself in a world of fucking hurt. Uh, but something we've built it out where we've got compliance built and we're able to communicate with them and we, we got you guys is covered. So if you hire us to like automate your business, you guys are covered. You know, obviously we, we made sure we, we we're going through all the guidelines, making people are opting in and doing all the things they have to do to keep you out of trouble. Um, but you know, text messaging is important emails. Like as much as you think emails don't work, right. Well, it's all about the caption in the email, right. Cause you're, I, I mean, if you look at my emails right now and I deleted a shit ton, but I have, you know, 192,000 have never been read, but I do read the very first, the first thing it says where it came from. It says, this one says LinkedIn. This one says credit Sesame. This one says whatever. I don't know what the hell that is. Outcha. But if I send an email every day, even if they don't open the damn thing and it says my name, they're going to think about it, right? It's an impression, all right? So little things like that where you think, well, they're not they're not reading it. They, they are reading it. You know, sometimes they're going to open it. Sometimes they're not, depending on what it is. You never know what's going on in that customer's life where it might be a time for them to actually click on it and use it. Uh, That's so- why teddy bears work so well because it's multiple impressions that live inside their house. It's, it's really about the impression, you know? So about- you can't expect that your first, second, third, or fourth impression are, are going to be what it's going to go. You kind of have that, you kind of play a long game and they drop in to the process at wherever they're at in the process. And it's your job to just keep them moving. Well, it's like, it's like, it's like radio and TV, right? Like you know, if you think radio and TV are great for, for direct response, like they're going to respond right away. You're, you're in for a world of hurt. Like I had a customer today and you know he's like well, i just spent 130,000 on on radio marketing this year and i was like how'd that go for you he's like well i burned 130,000 dollars right and all you're trying to do with radio is make impressions so when things go wrong you're top of mind well there's also something to be said like there are conventional methods of marketing that still work right oh, of course like i i consult for uh you know and 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 I'm just seeing if they're all guys on this call. There's any girls on this call. Um, but basically, I, it, ultimately, my 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 old original mentor owns a chain of um, supplement stores. And he has one product in particular that's just for guys that helps them with their confidence. Um, we'll just call it that. Um, and uh, he runs... Itself. He runs $1,200 of ads specifically on um, AM sports talk radio in the morning hours. And it is his highest selling product out of 100 products in his store. So there are ways you can do it, but don't be dumb. Don't go spend $30,000 on cable OTT stuff, especially if you're not even an established brand. Like there are ways to smarter to to spend your money smarter. If you're hell bent on a certain technique, just you know, be, be mindful of the the different ways that you can approach that. And I always like to find ways to fund that, which is why I always revert back to ads. But I I, I thought you were about to say something. So um, no, yeah, I mean there there, there are places for that, but. Um, 
you know, like there's a, a guy, Dan Kennedy, have you ever heard of Dan Kennedy? Um, he's probably one of the world's most renowned marketers. Um, the guy has never had a cell phone and he's probably one of the highest grossing social media advertisers. Literally he's never been on the internet. Um, but what he does know is direct response and, and, and it, it, he's proven that it's effective, but he's also proven at the same time that it is very specific to what niche, what market you are in. And in this case, I just, you know, from my experience in it, just like Vic said, you've got to be really specific about what it is you give that person. Postcards are going to go in the trash. Calendar might work. Magnets, I think, are really, really solid because most people get a magnet. They don't throw it away. They always just throw it in the fridge. Um, so, you know, to that end, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's also a lot of ways to automate that stuff now so that you don't have to do, you know, heavy lifting. There's ways that you can, you know, get stuff out, gifts to potential customers, past customers, stuff like that. Like Never even, forget about even like mailers. Right. So like a lot of people, I had someone who's like, well, I want to send out, you know, direct mail or whatever it is. And, and really understanding how people consume mail and how people consume anything. Right. Like for me. If it's just, if I get a postcard and it's just advertising and it's a bunch of like $69, this, $50, all this shit, I didn't throw it away, right? So one of the things that I did starting out and me and Michael, he's on here. So we we did this and we had to, it took us a lot of fucking work to do it is we we came up. So my postcards that we put out, we would send out, uh, we do uh, EDDM, right? And through the, through the postcard company. And we created our own ads on one side of it. It's advertising, right? It's, you know, it's, you know, $59 tune-up special or whatever. And I always say, don't overcomplicate the ad, right? So the ad, if you're calling for a tune-up, do a fucking tune-up ad. Don't do a tune-up and a, and a discounted diagnostic and a fucking, and a free estimate and fucking all these things, narrow it down. So my postcards were just for tune-ups on one side. Then the backside was a message from the owner. It was me talking about my story. Hi, this is Victor. I'm the owner of Absolute Airflow. Blah, blah, blah. We're one of the fastest growing companies in Southern California. The reason why we've grown so fast is X, Y, and Z, and why do people love us? And by the way, most people find us on Yelp, Google, wherever, and we're at five-star rating. Go ahead and check us out. Like I, read a, I wrote a thing to where it made them actually read it. So they saw it, and most, most postcards go like this and go in the trash. Well, they saw and they're like, oh, they read the little letter. And then by the time they read the letter, they flip it over and they're like, oh, shit, that's a cool ad. I'm going to go run. I'm going to get a tune up. So it talked about the reason why you should get a tune up and blah, 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 and how we do it and why we do it differently. And that mailer by itself would generate a shit ton of money because people actually had a story behind it. It wasn't just like, oh, cool, nice, nice fucking nice advertising, nice thrown in the trash. People would put them and they would hold them on their wall and they'd put them in their drawer and they do stuff like that. Um, and one of the things that we like, we have a partnership with Dope Marketing, right? Well, with dope marketing, you guys can you guys can make the ad copy you want, and then you do radius mailers. So when we close out a call, we have it automated in our system. So when I close out a call with Mrs. Smith in Huntington Beach, her thirty neighbors are going to get a postcard within forty eight hours of us hitting it, and they're going to say, "Hey, we're we're in your neighborhood working on Mrs. Smith's at on Mrs. Smith's house." Blah, blah, blah. I have a picture of our truck, brand story, and an offer. And hey, by the way, she got a tune-up done. If you're looking to get a tune-up done, it's only $49 for this neighborhood only. And you got to really start getting calculated with your marketing. And the other thing is understanding your radius, right? So, so many of us, especially when we start out, we're just chasing fucking leads all over town. We've got to really get calculated with our marketing and keep our marketing in this tiny little area, right? Like we want to stay in one area, inch wide, mile deep. And that's one of the mistakes that I made is I went, let's market everywhere. 
well, that works great. And then all of a sudden, two years down the road, you are marketed everywhere and your trucks are going like this all freaking day long. And you're trying to figure out like logistics and all this other stuff where if I would have taken that same ad spend and don't go mass, don't go radio yet. You're not ready for it. Don't go TV. You're not, that's mass. Do you still, do you know how far those advertisements go? Why the fuck do I want to advertise 40 miles away from me when I have all this money sitting right here, five to 10 miles from me? So you got to, you got to nail it right. Nail your local area, dominate that. And then once you're dominating that and you've got cash flow, then you start, okay, now let's start doing mass media. Let's do mass hiring and growing that way. So really think about that too. So like when we're targeting on social media, I want to know your number one zip codes because statistically the top, your top four zip codes are going to produce uh, 85% of your revenue. And that's a national statistic that was from, I got, I got from uh, Mike Layton who owns Stochastic Marketing or it's a, it's a mailer company. And it was, it was like 85% of your revenue is going to come out of your top four zip codes. Well, wouldn't we want to go heavy back into those zip codes, retarget, own those neighborhoods, own your backyard. And that's something that I stress to all of our customers now is just really understanding your backyard, owning that. Because if I'm a technician and I got to work in a 10 mile radius all day long, how many more calls can I run? How much more money can I make? How much happier am I going to be to be able to get home on time or be able to get to these things rather than, you know, when I sold Absolute Airflow, you might be in Westminster, you got a, your first call is two hours away. And also now you're like, now your day's starting off shitty. I had to go to the office. I had to check in for my meeting. Then I got to drive two hours of my first call. And then if that call sucks, then I got to drive two hours of the next call. Then what happens, right? Then your, your morale goes down, your mental goes down, your, your, your efficiency goes down drastically. So really think about right now, like, how do I own my market? Once I own my market, then we expand. Hey Vic, you mentioned um, we did the EDDMs and I remember it wasn't, um, it was one of those things where you, when, you, when you started looking at where do we send the, the, the next mailers at? It wasn't necessarily where I got my most jobs. It was where were my most profitable jobs that were. Yeah. So not only when your most profitable jobs, but you got to look at age, age of the city, zip code that you're targeting as well. So like, you know, we have around where I'm at, you know, by the beach, they don't have air conditioning. So I'm not going to advertise an AC tune-up in Huntington Beach. I'm going to, I'm going to advertise, maybe I'll advertise a furnace, a furnace tune-up in the winter and the summer I'll advertise adding air conditioning to your house, right? Because most of the houses here don't have it. Now, if I want to target, I want to get really granular with my targeting. I want to know how old is the neighborhood? Okay. It's pre-1980. That means it's probably got some asbestos, got some weird shit going on. Uh, their established neighborhoods. I want to really start figuring out where are those established neighborhoods that where I can get the best dollar, best thing for my buck at. Hit those with social media marketing. Hit those with mailers. Hit those with with our SEO and make sure that we dominate those areas because those are going to be the highest revenue producers. Because sometimes you can get all, you can get a lot of leads sometimes, and you guys probably have all felt it, right? I got a bunch of leads, but they were dog shit, <laughs> and I couldn't like they they I did my revenue didn't come back. I didn't, I didn't get the right customer, stuff like that. So, you know, when you hire a, you know, an agency, you got to make sure they understand like the type of customer you want, where you want them, like things like that. And that's one of the things that when we started the marketing side is like, dude, so many companies are failing on failing companies because they're just mass advertising. They're not really targeting which customers they want that do the best business. So I'd really target on that stuff. Anybody have any other questions so far? What's up, Billy? You gonna talk over there, buddy? Or are you just gonna wear your lion's not a sheep hat all day and, and be a sheep in the corner? No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anybody um, anybody else have any any additional questions so far? 
Is anybody in here automating their business currently? What are they doing as far as automation? Anybody want to bring up something that they're doing currently that's working or, or maybe something that they wish they can automate within their business? You gave me the smiley face, Billy. You're not going to un unlock yourself, bro. Come on. The most effective. E uh, it looks so it sounds like you're saying start with the target market and reverse engineer your marketing strategy from there. Correct. Like, I, I wouldn't necessarily reverse engineer it, but engineer it from there. Engineer it, right? Like how, who's my avatar, right? And most of us are our avatars, OWP, right? Old white people. Uh <laughs> I mean, just being serious, like how do, how do I track that? Old houses with OWPs. Like, how do we get them? Right. And if you can get those, magically your business starts growing. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, you do want to figure out who your avatar is, right? Like your avatar is probably not my brother. My brother's a do-it-yourselfer. He's a first-time home buyer. He's broke. Like <laughs> all these things. Like, I don't want to target that, dude. I had someone the other day, he's like, do I want to, like, what if I, what if a customer is moving into a new house? I want to go target that house. I'm like, dude, they got a home warranty. First off, they're broke. They just put all their money down in a deposit. Their credit just got hit. Why the fuck? Do I, I don't want to go to new home buyers. I want to be someone that's established, that's been there over a year. Their home warranty probably expired. Uh, they finally got their cash reserves back up. Maybe they got equity in the house now. Like, I would, e I would even throw in, and this is just because I do some, some crazy algorithmic stuff, but I would even throw in expired listings houses that are on the market to be sold because then those inspectors are there and you start getting you know i, I know that's getting a really really granular but you start pulling from that perspective now you know what homes might be you know sitting on the fence of not being sold unless they replace a unit or things like that too so derek asked how much should you spend on seo when you're trying to scale from 2.3 to 4 that that's kind of a broad question i guess but like your total market depends on the size of your market, first of all. Yeah, it depends on the size of your market, but your total marketing spend should not exceed 7% of your top line revenue. So if you want a budget for $4 million this year, you have $280,000 to play with. And that's over a 12-month period. So you got $23,333 a month that you are able to play with to stay on budget to hit $4 million at 7% marketing spend. Uh, from there, you got to figure out, okay, we need... If we want to get to 4 million, we need direct response ads for sure. So we definitely need social media, uh, SEO, decent SEO. Like I per personally, like I wouldn't even do SEO if I wasn't spending at least four grand a month, because I know the amount of work and energy and effort that goes into doing good SEO. I can tell you I'm doing SEO. You can give me 1500 bucks a month. I'll tell you I'm doing SEO, but you're not going to see the needle move. It's just not, it's not, it's not, it's like, it would be going to work for free. And it's not possible, right? It's just not anybody that says they're going to do it for cheaper is, is a scam or they're or they're just doing half-ass work that's going to end up costing you more money in the long run. Um, so Derek, you're doing $6,500 a month. That's a whole other situation. Um, yes. Yeah, so it is a little high, especially if you're doing local SEO. Um, Derek, I don't know your business. Are you a national chain? No, he's not a national chain. So if you're not a national chain, then I don't think you need to be spending more than 5,000 a month. Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, and, and if, if you're, and again, it really depends on, on your market, like size and how, how big your bubble is, but really it's, it's a local SEO play that needs to be. Mm, five small cities. And are they all in the same general metropolitan area? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, um, how many how many employees do you have? Don't mind me asking. 
how many employees. Just so I can kind of get a rough idea of okay. seven employees. Um, You're way yeah. overspending on SEO. Yeah, you are considerably. Yeah, because you you could take you know even take that money or not doing that and spend it on ads and you get way more business. Yeah, yeah. You take that, you take you know you spend four thousand on SEO. You take the other twenty five hundred dollars, you put it into social media marketing. You're gonna more than double your your revenue. I guarantee that. Yeah, I would agree. So, well, I mean, even if it's not social media marketing, if you went the PPC route, still the same. I mean, that's a good opportunity to leapfrog some people who are beating you. But um, I wouldn't start playing with that game until you got some extra cash to burn. Because once you piss them off, they're going to do the same thing to you. Yeah, no, I would. Uh, I would be. I would. I would definitely. That SEO spend is is outrageous. Um, and SEO, I have one tech and two installers. How much SEO you think? So, with that, I would. You still got to kind of get like, what's the revenue? Yeah. What's the, what's the revenue? Like, what are your goals? Are you trying to scale? Are you trying to, you know, you're trying to just kind of maintain like that kind of stuff does matter. Zeph, you want to scale you're going to, I'm telling you, if you're below, if you're below 3,500 a month on SEO, you're too low on any size business. My question is though, and I just want to, I want to compliment this. So you're asking, and I know we're on the SEO topic. But the question I, I asked is why are you, is, is the only reason you're talking about SEO that we're talking about SEO or what other elements do you have that are part of your whole marketing operation? You know, that, that also plays a factor into it. Like if, if, if SEO is all your, okay. So 2 million, what is that Vic? What does that convert down to? To what? what as far as your 7% rule. So you got 7%, you're going to have 140,000 a year in spend. So about 11,500 a month. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I mean, again, I still think that 4,000 range is probably where you're going to need to be at. But I, I, I honestly would say maybe wait a little bit longer and, and get your revenue up he said a little he's bit trying, more. He's trying, he's trying to go from 2 million, he's at 2 million currently trying to go to four. God. Oh, okay. All right. Well, no, then I would bump that up a little bit and, and contribute to ad spend a little bit. Both. Yeah. I would put a little ad spend on it, whether it's, whether it's Google PPC, obviously, you know, LSA, LSA, I still believe is the, one of the best lead sources. That's going to be, you know, your best bang for your buck. So you, you should always be maxing out LSA. I would agree with that, especially in home services. That's like the first place you should start. Before yeah, you expand before, before PPC, uh, definitely yeah. I would look into, you know, one of the big things like we, we talked about with our, with our marketing plan, as far as social media is we're, we're talking about, we want to do a branding play and a direct response. So with social media, we can get the most impressions for like bang for the buck. Uh, so one of the, one of the things that we found that most marketing companies do, they only do direct response on social media which is going to get you some leads, right? Like quick leads, but it's also not going to build your brand. And, and what happens is we found that if we can do, we can split it up and we do two, you know, two, two times two or two thirds is, is branding. And the other one third is, is a direct response. What's going to happen is your business is going to build more like, like we were talking about earlier, authority in the, in the market, right? People are going to start seeing your trucks. Like we'll take your, we'll take your trucks and your, your employees and all those things and start building those branding around it. Uh, maybe you create some, you know, some real stuff like that where you can run and just educational stuff that'll build your, that's going to build your brand more than you, maybe the direct response. But I bet you your website traffic increases exponentially that route. So, you know, there's, there's two ways of marketing, right? There's, 
like radio, like radio marketing, they usually don't get on that. They don't usually listen to the freaking phone number on the radio. And then like most of the time, I don't even put a phone number on my radio ads. I'll put it only a web address because what happens is you don't see your phones ring. You'll actually see your, your traffic to your website go up. Your traffic to your website goes up. That means your marketing is doing its job. And then from there, your website has to be convicting, con convincing enough for them to want to do business with you. So a lot of times we, I run traffic or I run ads and all of a sudden they go to the website and the website's dog shit and you can't navigate it. It's not mobile. It's not mobile optimized, stuff like that. Like if your website is not mobile optimized, you're going to, you'll, you might not, you probably barely in business anyways, because everybody's on their phone. I don't know what the numbers are, Tom, but I would bet you it's under 5% are actually on a computer as opposed to a phone. Traditionally speaking, it's like 86% people mobile view 14 use a desktop. No, like yeah, it's so making sure it's your website by far mobile optimized and it's also leading them down. Your website has to tell a story, right? Lead them down where you want them to go, which where we want them to go is booking a damn appointment. And sometimes right. websites make it very difficult to book an appointment. Like there should be a, a button to call right away. Like if you don't have a call button right away, then there's you're, you're missing a step. If people are going to scroll or they're looking for the call button and they keep looking for it too long, I just move on. So you got to really think about that stuff because we look at, you know, as a, as a marketing company, we're looking at, you know, a website is in, in a totality, right? And where do, where's the customer's eyeballs going? And we can see that in the back end and we say, okay, well, we want to make sure we build it around where we want the eyeballs to go. So if the eyeballs are on the wrong spot, that website is not built properly. So we have to really think about it, analyze it and do it the right way. Um, how do you feel about incentivizing your current customers to refer his, their, his family and neighbors discounts on their next repair? Um, I don't think you have to do like discounts on the next repair, but yeah, you should have, you should have a referral, uh, referral thing, you know, Hey, if you give me three referrals, I'll give you a hundred dollar gift card or things along those lines. There's, there's different ways to go about it. And you can even do that setup in your text automation. Um, you can even send a form via text. Hey, I, you know, if they, if they give you a positive review, then you send a re then you send another text that says, Hey, looks like you had a great experience with us. Do you happen to have three friends that you would refer to us? If you do, we'll give you a hundred dollar gift card or something along those lines that are going to get the customer more engaged, but I wouldn't give discounts on their next repair because they're hoping and praying they don't have another repair coming up. Like if you did your job, they shouldn't be looking for. Another yeah. Repair. I think, I think, you know, and I interpreted that as like maybe, a uh, a small dollar amount off their next tune up or something like that. But like, yeah, I get I get what you're saying. Like discounts on the next visit. You now what that's referring to is that's called a uh, uh the technical term changes all the time, but basically that's a, a future purchase offer or future value offer, right? And so that works a lot really well in e-commerce because in e-commerce you are trying to get them to buy your product over and over and over again tangible thing but in the, in right. our business, that's not what we're trying to do no and and so that's a distinction that just don't don't get the confused the fact that you are on an e-commerce platform does not mean that you are e-commerce nor do those marketing strategies apply cool. but i i really like that idea too like like put some skin in the game people love getting money People love getting shit, right? Like they, they want to- I'd rather money. be given money than save money. I would argue. Like, I ha I'm like if I'm going to a trade show, right? I'm not running a competition to win a free tune-up because no one gives a shit about a free tune-up. No. They got to run a contest. Like I was talking to one of my clients and I was like, well, you got to run something you want to win, right? Like what would make you enter? Uh, a, a Kroger grill, a, a freaking one of those Yeti coolers or 
something cool where it's like, yeah, I want that. And if, if I don't want it, I'm not going to give my information. Right. And if it's just a tune up, you're not, you're not going to incentivize people. The other thing that we do, and I, and I've talked about it in a bunch of different other videos, where can I get bulk stuffed animals? I love that idea. Uh, I will send you, I will get you a link, Derek, uh, from my partner that does it in, in uh, Pennsylvania. I'll, I'll send you over a link where you can get that. Um, but you know, one of the things that like, even when I go to like a, a trade show, I'm not, I'm not there trying to offer free tune-ups. Uh, what I do is I get, I, I get like little fake business cards made with my logo on them. And it says, you know, gift card, $50 gift card. Right. And you get them made, they're really cheap. And I, I can get you the website to get them made. You get those made. And when they, when they spin, they're entering to win something. And then I give every single customer is going to get a free $50 to spend with me. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you own a home or not. Uh, but even if you don't, here's $50 for you or a friend for any service that you guys want from us. We're also going to enter you to win this, but you're going to get the $50 anything. So I give them something tangible to hold on to, right? People will take that gift card, they'll put it in their pocket and they'll, hey, someone's like, I got an AC problem. Well, I got a $50 gift card here. Use this and call this company. And if you track those, you, you'll find that it's very, very successful and it's very, very low cost to do. So every trade show that I go to, every single person that comes by is getting a $50 gift card because I want them to I want them to feel like they got something, they're getting money, even though it doesn't really hurt us, doesn't cost us much. And it's something where they're going to use it in the future. I feel like you probably cover a lot of this in, in your sales training, Vic. But as a marketer, we always have to look at something from one of two lenses. People are either moving away from pain or they're moving towards pleasure. So you have to be very clear in what approach your marketing voice is going to, and you cannot mix the two because it confuses the buyer. So just a word to the wise, think of that as you're developing your offers and make sure that you deliver that message all the way through. Um, I see a lot of people kind of use both at the same time. Like, are you tired of this? And are you tired of that? And you're tired of this. And then, um, well, you know, we can make all those problems go away, but there's not enough value proposition behind it. Um, so you would be better off saying like, wouldn't it be nice if every day you woke up and, you know, you're comfortable and, you know, what all the, all the, the nice things that come with having a functional HVAC system. Right. Um, so just be mindful of, of your market and how they need to be talked to. Some of them may be, you know, that, I think that old white people moving away from pain, but it may be, you know, a, a new somebody who moved in or who who's just gotten a raise and you now they want to fix, you know, add another unit to their upstairs or something like that. So, you know, be mindful in your marketing. And that's why it's important to have somebody when they're running your ads that knows that, that knows how to talk to your market and has understood what how your market responds. Because even those little simple psychologies can make a huge difference in whether you're converting. Cool. Hope that helped you guys. Anybody have any other additional questions? We got a couple more minutes. We're going to run this class for, and then we'll jump off. We got through a lot of information pretty quickly, but if you guys have any more questions, you guys can put them into the chat box here, or if you guys want to jump on and talk, uh, but we covered a lot of stuff, right? We covered everything from, you know, guerrilla marketing to, you know, website to SEO. Uh, and then obviously the automation thing, right? Hey, chick walking in the background. I like that. Uh, yeah. Time for dinner. Reaction. Have you guys ever done like a, a Facebook giveaway or anything like that? Like 500 bucks for anyone who like likes or sh likes our page or shares this post? No, I wouldn't do that. Um, I need something that I don't want them to like my shit. I want them to give me their information. Um, and, and obviously you want to, you want to get your, you want to get your, your social media and more people to see it. But to be quite frank, no matter how many people like your, your, your Facebook 
like a business page, it's not going to just get shown all over the place. Like it's, that's just not how it works. Gotcha. Um, but what I would do is I, I can do a giveaway. Like we're doing a giveaway right now in Vegas and, and I can, I'm going to, I'll send Michael over the copy of the, of the video that we made, but the video is pretty much saying we're actually giving away three free systems to local people in the area. We're looking for the people with the worst, the, the ugliest, worst systems. And they have to send in a photo of that shitty system along with their form. They have to fill out. So now we're going to run those on, we're going to run those on paid ads. And we're also going to put those in the community groups. And so now we're going to run those for the next three weeks and we're going to give away a free, a f three free systems. Well, now these people are entering, not only they're entering their information in, but they're also sending us pictures of their old shitty system. So we know which, which customers need systems, right? So three people are going to win them, but now I'm going to get a thousand customers that have broken shitty systems that I can put into our CRM and retarget through automation. Um, so that's, that's something that I would, I would do. But everything that I do where I'm trying to give away stuff or do anything is going to have a form. And that form is going to have, uh, get the information I want, name, name, address, phone number, maybe age of system, whatever you guys want to put in there. Keep in mind, you don't want to put too many questions. It's going to reduce the amount of people that submit their information. But I want to get, I want to give value. I want to get a form. I want to get their information. And then I want to retarget them through automation. Sounds good. Thank you. And then we, like I said, the automation stuff, you got to, like we have, we use a CRM that we have, we built out that has all the automation built in. So we can build in any automation you want throughout your business where, Hey, when they close out, I want to review, ask for review, but they close out. I want, I want, you know, we don't sell the job 24 hours from now. I wanted to hit them with a rehash text and digital voicemail drop. Like we can hit them in multiple different directions through the automation to keep that customer warm. But, you know, the the easiest thing is a lot of times we go to trade shows, we do all this stuff and people give us all their information and then we're like, well, we're going to call them. Well, your staff ain't going to fucking call, dude. You already know they're not. And even if they are, they're doing a half-assed job. So we'll just take those customers, we'll put them in a hopper and we'll hit them with, we'll hit them with a digital voicemail drop, a text message, email campaign. Hey, looks like you filled out your information at the, you know, the rocket freaking uh, trade show and blah, blah, blah. And, and here's some information about what you entered. By the way, we're going to be picking the person at XYZ point of time. Uh, and then put on there, putting some kind of offer on there to get them to want to move forward with something. But yeah, every every offer should have a form. I don't care about growing my social media page itself. Yes, we want to get as many people to, to like and all that stuff on our page, but those are not going to drive. Most of the time, that's not going to lead to revenue. It's it's going to lead to good reviews, which is good for Google algorithm and all that shit. But it's not it's not as beneficial to getting customers as you would think. And I don't want to spend a bunch of money and give a customer a bunch of money for a prize that doesn't drive what I want, which is business. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw this out there because I have mixed emotions on there. Um, when we talk about gift cards, um, uh, I think there may be better level of detail we could go. When you say gift card, I think like Visa gift card. I think like hundred dollar Visa gift card, something like that. Yeah, but those are um, those are those are legit. Get like so like if I'm talking about the giveaways at like a trade show. It's a fake gift card, right? It's right, right, right. No, I'm, I'm talking about like in, in other circumstances, like you know, referral or something like that. You send three referrals, and we give you a hundred dollar gift card, kind of thing. Uh, would you say keep that to those kind of cash based cards, or would you say, you know? maybe Academy or Amazon. I, I lean towards cash because people, people like cash. A, a dinner is nice, but you know, what if I don't want a dinner? You know, it's just easier to catch somebody. What are your thoughts on that? No, hundred percent. You want to, you want to give them an experience, right? Like, 
or money, money, all that stuff is good. Stuff that they can use or tangible or, or like a lot of people, they'll get, you know, maybe they get a gift card, but their wife steals that shit. Like for me, like when, my, when I'm trying to like incentivize my employees, I try to get stuff that they normally wouldn't get for themselves, right? Something where they're, cause you know, the cash is one thing, but like, I want to give them a pair of, a pair of shoes or a pair of something cool, like that they can actually tangibly enjoy. Like maybe if you run a prize, that's a free pair of, you know, Jordans or some shit like that. That's going to be like, oh shit, I want that, but I wouldn't actually go buy it for myself is something that I would look at giving away as well. Uh, most people don't give a shit about your branded stuff. They don't want your company logos. Now, maybe you you send them, you you got a good customer and you they, they just did a big project with you. Send them a set of freaking steak knives or something like that that they can actually use that's tangible. You know, some people are like, well, I gave them a coffee cup with my logo on it. And I'm like, dude, nobody wants that shit. You but can some- pay attention to that too, you know, as 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 you train your staff and stuff like that. You got to have an eye for it, you know notice notice those little things and you know if you like you said if you notice maybe that person mentioned a lot about cooking or something you make a mental note of that write it down in your crm and that way you know you can you can make these things a little more personalized but like places like dope are really good to go through because you have a lot of different things it's not just you know maybe a direct response thing there's some gift aspect to it too so there's a lot of integrations that are available to do that but i would i would get pretty clear about the offer you're giving before you get too wrapped up in, in, in any of that other stuff. It's really easy to get out of yourself in marketing. And it's really, really hard to try to pace yourself, especially when you're, you first starting out, maybe even running your own ads. Um, you're just sitting there hitting refresh, waiting for the phone to ring like over and over and over again. It's like, we, we tell everybody never run your own ads because it'll drive you absolutely crazy. And drive you bad shit. Um, any other questions, guys, before we jump off? Hey, some of the guys were asking how to actually access the uh, the recall recordings. Um, I did put them in the emails I was sending out as like the, record, the recordings, but they're also in the actual uh, Blueprint 2.0 access that you guys got a key to um, in that second email. I think it was on Saturday or something like that, but um, so I'll resend it out with the next email, Vic. Can you hear me? Yeah, so there's going to be an email. So what he's saying is an email that's going to go out. So all these all these uh, Rocket X Society classes, there are going to be recordings. You'll be able to watch them. Mike's going to resend out the email. You guys should have already got in, uh, got invited. Uh, you'll have you'll get access to our online through our Blueprint portal. You'll have your own access to it. So you only have access to the training videos that we're doing here, and then whatever homework that we give you. Uh, but you'll be able to access it through the Blueprint 2.0 uh, site. Um, other than that, um, hope you guys enjoyed this, this course. I mean, or obviously this class, I think it, you know, it should be open up your eyes a little bit about things that you could be doing or aren't doing or things that you are doing and maybe incorrectly, uh, stuff like that. So, uh, first I want to say thanks, Tom, for coming on and giving us your time. Uh, everybody else that's in here. Thanks for showing up. It's crazy. I got hundreds of people signed up for the rocket X society and I have eight, nine people that showed up to this class. And this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about is that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a motherfucker drink. And <laughs> if the guys that are here, I'm glad you guys are here. I hope that this class helped you. I hope it can help you get you where you want to go. We're going to continue to bring a bunch of knowledge every time we we jump in here. Just little bits and things, man. Just take You don't have to take all this stuff, right? Take a little bit out of every class that we do and figure out how we can implement it in your business so we can start moving the needle. Because it's not always about moving it like a hockey stick, right? Sometimes it's incremental, little steps, little steps, little steps, and all of a sudden you wake up one day and you got a you got a really good business that's running good, running efficiently. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. 
Uh, if you guys did enjoy it, you know, talk about it on online. It does help us. I'm trying to get more people into this group, even though they don't want to show up anyways. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope this got you something. And Mike will be able to send you out an email when we have our next class coming up. If you guys are interested, you guys want to talk to Tom about marketing or SEO or website, just go to rocketxmarketing.com. Uh, go ahead and schedule a demo. We can do a free audit for you, give you an idea of what you're doing right now, what's working, and things that win tips that we think will be able to help you win your market. So let's who, go out. Who used, huh? who, who used the, uh, the the calculator, the break-even calculator so far? Yeah. Anybody in, in the group? Has anybody... I took a stab at it. Okay. Yeah. How did that go? Um, I think I definitely need to work on my numbers, um, to get a more, a little bit more clarity on them. Um, so I think I'm going to work with you guys on that. Okay. Let us know. We do, like I said, we do have our free, free financial audit. So if you guys haven't jumped on with Casey, I know Jack is going to be reaching out. So you might be getting a phone call or text from Jack. He's just going to be scheduling your call with Casey. Cause I, obviously the number one, if you don't understand your financials, you can't win. And it's a free audit. Like, I don't care if you're doing your financials, someone else is doing it. Uh, a third set of eyes of someone that understands our industry is going to make a big difference. So the person that's going to come on and help you is my CFO from Absolute. They understand big business. They've also, she works for other large organizations as well in the trades. So she's going to give you an idea. Are you set up correctly? Are you understanding everything? Do you understand what these, what these numbers are telling you? Because if we don't know those numbers, if we look at a PNL, we just look at it like, oh, it looks great. Well, we need to know what to do when things aren't right. We need to know what we're looking for. Once you understand what to look for, you can make pivots. Once you pivot, and you can get your business going where you guys want to go. So uh, check all that stuff out. January 3rd is going to be the next call. Uh, if I don't see you guys, happy holidays. Thank you guys so much for all the support and always and always jumping on here and always backing me up. I'm really happy to have you guys part of this. I'm really happy, happy to help you guys and you and your business grow. So reach out to us if you have any questions, concerns, or anything. Let me know. We'd love to help you. Uh, if you haven't caught, uh, Jack just left his information. You can give him a call. He'll set you up on your financial analysis. So if you look in the message there. It says uh, it's either Jack Jack at callprofitrocket.com or there's 949 number there. Reach out to him. He'll get your marketing or your financial audit set up. Uh, like I said, if you guys are interested in marketing, reach out to Tom at rocketxmarketing.com. We'll get you on a demo. Uh, stop paying $6,500 for SEO. So that's the last thing I'll say. <laughs> but guys, have a good night. Happy holidays. Yeah.